0: When this boy meets girl, meets boy, meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to "Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World" Season Two, Episode Eleven, "The Beard." The beard. The beard.
1: What could this possibly be about?
0: I bet Corey's growing a beard.
1: Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see when we watch it.
0: I can't wait to find out what the blurb is. Did um, you read
1: my blurb already?
0: No, I didn't know you made one. You prepared?
1: I prepare every week. I don't know what you're talking about. Also, the blurb comes from the television.
0: And your heart.
1: And my heart. Me and my TV heart.
0: I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. That was great. Was it? It was okay. It was a top. It was a top five
1: for the five times we actually did it. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> um, so we are in the middle of birthday season. Yeah, like,
1: it really is like a whole season of birthdays. We blended our family together. Like
0: yes, if you guys aren't aware, we are engaged for a, hon- a, hon- a hundred years <laughs> uh, and she has two boys i have a girl um they were a skater boy <laughs> said see you later boy uh and we we joined forces and combined to create a big family
1: yeah a really good one too like yes a very cohesive family unit that's so cohesive that we all have birthdays two weeks apart
0: it's nuts. so um, I, no, I don't want to give, like, our kids birthday no, dates. No, mine starts. Tanya starts it. the end of May, mm-hmm. um, May 28th. Uh, it's, that's public knowledge.
1: Right. <laughs> everyone should know that because everyone should celebrate my birthday on May 28th.
0: Sure. I don't even know if I celebrated on May 28th. You don't. <laughs> uh, so a few weeks later, it's Finley's birthday. He's 11 now. Uh, a few weeks later, it's Aubrey's birthday. She's 13 now. And then a few weeks later, it's Caden's birthday. He'll be fifteen. And then a week after that, it's my birthday. Like it's just like in in birthday season for us is a whirlwind.
1: It is a whirlwind.
0: Mr. Turner.
1: Every single time.
0: Every single time we record, Mr. Turner drives by on his motorcycle.
1: <laughs> he's coming to celebrate our birthdays.
0: Yeah, because it's birthday season. Yes. What's what about all the other episodes where he's in it?
1: He's going to our neighbors to celebrate their birthdays.
0: He's Santa Claus birthday. <laughs> yeah, he's... Birthday Santa Claus. S-
1: Santa Claus birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Santa Claus birthday. What I want for my birthday is.
0: Yeah. His first name Santa, middle name Claus, last name birthday.
1: Yes. But, but it's also actu- Mr. Turner.
0: So his actual last name was birth. And then he married into uh, a family where so, the last name was day. So it's, so it's birth, birth hyphen day oh santa claus birth hyphen day mr turner mr turner <laughs> turner <laughs> that's why he had such long hair it was santa claus's <laughs> beard
1: every name he has his hair grows in it uh-huh <laughs> all right
0: so anyway birthday season is nuts for us yes. like we just celebrated every it seems like every other day we're like all right time to pack up the car and go do something for the birthday
1: yeah and not just for us like unfortunately for everyone involved in our lives it's also nuts for all of them too yeah um Alden's parents do something for every single one of us every two weeks like it's a lot it is a lot but it's fun I love birthday season I don't (laughs) You don't because I
0: stress out about money, and then yeah. halfway through birthday season, all the money's gone. Also, halfway through birthday season is Father's Day, so I can never afford to get my dad anything because I have spent all of my birthdays' monies. <laughs> birthday slash day. No. no. What?
1: What are you talking about? I don't anyway, know. You birthdays. Talk. So Aubrey's thirteen. How do you feel about having a thirteen-year-old now?
0: I mean, it's weird. It's not that weird. I don't. I'm not the kind of person who's like, I can't believe it's 13 now. Like, I know that that was coming. It's not, <laughs> it's not a shock. I'm not surprised. So
1: you don't feel like time has just, like, gone by really fast and you feel like she was just born or she was just three or four? I like, do. Like, you don't have those feelings. I
0: do a little bit, but not, like, crazy. Like, I still am not shocked. Like, I know how time goes and it terrifies the me Gio. every day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm always in a shock about time. So why is today any different?
1: Maybe that's what it is. I'm not always in a shock about time. So every once in a while, like it hits me and I just start like crying. I am that mom. I'm that person that cries because Finley graduated elementary school or I cried when Aubrey graduated elementary school. And there's just like all of these things where I'm like, I can't like, I remember her being six years old and being into dolls that were dogs with pigtails and like regular legs like she she was so into like the little kid stuff and now she's not into any of that and like no that to me is like wow she really is like a grown-up now and with Caden I've been dealing with that for the past 15 years because he's he was born an adult yeah like
0: he he didn't used to be into like nerf guns and now he's so into nerf guns i know (laughs)
1: he's he's benjamin buttoning regressing (laughs) but he was always into like more adult things like he was into building stuff and and everything like real carpentry yeah and now he's like i love nerf guns this is fantastic but like it really is a weird thing like Caden can get his learner's permit this year. Yeah. So, yeah, I I have that kind of thing hit me all the time.
0: Like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like I'm laying in bed going, well, how, does ta- how do we even exist? And where does time go from here? What is and
1: time? Who made this up?
0: What's going to happen after we're all gone? And then someone's like, hey, your daughter's 13. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I got that. But... <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, it does, like, I'm not, it's not, it is, like, a moment. It is monumental to an extent. Like, Mm -hmm. it is, like, I can't believe. And she's not here. She's with her mom today. She went to go do, she went to go do birthday stuff. We just have a lot going on with birthdays.
1: Yeah. We've got two more coming up.
0: Coming right up.
1: Coming right up.
0: I wonder when our, you know what's really great about us is we started this podcast in January. So, like, we don't have to celebrate our- like
1: two thousand one.
0: Uh-huh. We don't have to celebrate our podcast birthday in the middle of birthday season.
1: That is true, except when did we really, really start the podcast? Are
0: we... We don't even know. Is our
1: podcast anniversary when... The
0: first day it was posted. Oh, okay. Yeah. So February. Yeah. Yeah, we, we wouldn't even know when we recorded the first episode. Yeah. Uh, th- although I think we did it say... It was like it.
1: October something of 2017. Do you remember? It was like October something. How do you of remember? 2017. Because we talked about it in the third episode, I think. Yeah,
0: it was so long ago.
1: I remember things that you don't, and then you remember things that I don't. It works out great. We're a perfect couple. Let's get into.
0: Well, let's go to today's lesson, Tanya.
1: Let's do that. <laughs> let's
0: do that. Uh, so we did watch Boy Meets World season two, episode 11, titled
1: The Beard, right? Uh huh. Right? Yes. Okay. Oh, is it Blurby time?
0: Is it Blurby time, or do I say who wrote it?
1: You say he wrote it. Jeff
0: Minell wrote it. Again.
1: He does a lot of writing. He does. Do you think he stressed out during all of this time like all of these deadlines and the writing or do you think he like really enjoyed bringing these characters to life?
0: Well, I I think he probably enjoyed it to an extent. I do think there's an air of of uh, panic to these episodes like all the time. And I think that especially in this episode as we're watching things unfold and we'll get to it
1: like a frantic energy
0: yeah because so much stuff changes and isn't consistent where they're just like "Ah, i don't know amy does art shows
1: yeah we'll get to that so so
0: it was written by jeff and allen he's probably panicked as a mother so (laughs) as um, a mother as a mother I censored myself like a radio edit. I have to radio edit. I
1: have to tell you a really funny story about that particular thing. All right. Yesterday, I was taking our children to our neighborhood like beach cuz we have like a beach in our neighborhood, but we have to drive there cuz yes. it's on the other side of our neighborhood. And before we went, we went to go get slurpees cuz we were celebrating Aubrey's birthday, and on the way there, I didn't use my phone to listen to music like I usually do. It was just playing whatever CDs were in my CD player, which are very old, old CDs. One of them was, well, two of them are mixed CDs that were made for me in high school. So 2001-ish. And on this mixed CD, it was so much Missy Elliott, so much Busta Rhymes, and the Bubba Sparks song, Ugly. Gross. Which Aubrey loved so much
0: thanks for introducing her to that
1: you're welcome but it was the it was the one featuring missy elliott which Uh is why it was on there i did not like bubba sparks i love missy elliott so um she had me play this song like three times and i was like are you learning the words and she was like yeah i think my dad would be mad if i actually said the real words that are in there all of the songs on the CDR radio edits. Mm-hmm. The children were like, why is everything edited? Like, why Why are we listening to CDs that have bad words edited out of it? I was like, I was still a good Christian girl, despite the fact that I was listening to music I wasn't allowed to.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I didn't even say a cuss word until I was 17. So Aubrey That's started... nuts. Right. I know. Aubrey started learning the words to the song Ugly by Bubba Sparks, but started putting her own fake curse words into it and it was very funny and that's my story the end
0: <laughs> <laughs> today's lesson
1: <laughs>
0: today's lesson takes us to season two episode 11 the beard again okay uh what's the blurb blur me up
1: blur me up the blurb for this week
0: yes coming from hulu your heart
1: my heart is hulu
0: these are all fake no does, the, does why the, do you just sh- sh-
1: you stop that right now. One day someone You need to stop. So one day then someone's... You'll be quiet. ...going to open stop. up Hulu. Why are you still talking? And
0: wonder why you're lying to them. What?
1: I'm not lying. Like I'm reading. You...
0: When my mom told me about Santa Claus. Like, why Shh. has what you been lying What if little kids are
1: listening to this?
0: When my mom told me about Mr. Turner being Santa Claus.
1: Again. Why are you doing this right now? Blurb! I couldn't. You wouldn't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> The blurb for this week is, Corey grows a beard and drives a Ferrari in an effort to woo Sean's girlfriend. What? What do you mean, what? What? What's the blurb.
0: Hulu's messing up. What? What do you mean? I just think Hulu's uh, blurb quality has really gone downhill.
1: That's not very nice.
0: I don't know. I don't know why you feel so strongly about how Hulu is being portrayed.
1: Because it's my segment, and Mm. I feel like... Hulu is a reflection of how well I do my I mean, only segment on the entire show.
0: Boy Meets World isn't even going to be on Hulu uh, much longer. Oh, so the
1: panic is so
0: It's fine. We'll have it somewhere up. else. Like Nothing's changing. It's just a different spot, a different button. Someone
1: tweeted that it was taken off of Hulu this week, and I almost started crying. I had to go and check.
0: We would have bought the DVDs. Uh, so, classroom or not? Do we start in the classroom?
1: No. We start in the kitchen! Exclamation point.
0: Yes, we do. Start in the kitchen. Uh, where
1: Amy's car shopping.
0: Amy is car shopping. At the kitchen she, table. She's sitting at the kitchen table car shopping. Things um, are very
1: complicated in the 90s. <laughs> she's got brochures and like tons of papers everywhere and like books and just it's, it's crazy. Now we just pull up a website and we're like, mm, I like that one.
0: Not even that. We just, we pull up a website and we say what price range we're looking for what color we're looking for and it's just like here's a list of all the cars within 50 miles that match your description
1: on our phones that we carry with us all the time we can drive a car and shop for a car at the exact same time you better not you did
0: hey <laughs>
1: don't the, that's the only reason i know you can do it is because you did it i remember we were like driving down the road and you're like oh i really like blah blah, blah and you pulled it up on your phone
0: Okay. Well, now I don't do that.
1: No, definitely not. Safety first. Safety first. He also wears a helmet while he's driving.
0: Yeah, but it's shaped like Tanya's head. So, <laughs> <laughs> the Eric and Corey, Eric and Corey, ask Amy what she's decided on, and uh, or no, they they come to her and they say, "Well, we think we found out. We
1: we we found you a car. We
0: found you a car.
1: It is a turbocharged Ferrari Testarossa."
0: And she says, how many seats does it have? And they, they say one, but that's... No, they say two, but that's way better than the one that's in the Harley that we were looking at for you.
1: Mr. Turner bought that Harley. That's why they couldn't get it.
0: Yeah. He he bought the only Harley. The
1: only Harley in Philadelphia.
0: In the whole world. Yeah. It's shaped like a sleigh. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> so stupid. Um... Anyway, so Amy says, there's no room for the family in that. Where would I put the rest of the family? And
1: Corey, Corey and Eric are like, oh, we'll just like hang on to the bumper right back there. And like Morgan can lay in the back and she can stick go, her head out the window.
0: And she can go like this.
1: You <laughs> don't do that into the mic. That's going to be unpleasant for years. I mean, it's already happened. Don't edit it out. It's there. But it's going to be unpleasant for years.
0: My point is. That was our Morganism.
1: That, oh,
0: there isn't no, Morgan. Morgan is not in this entire episode. So that's it. That's our Morganism.
1: Okay, panting like a dog. Morganism. So, Alan. Yes. Alan comes in and he's like, "Guys, she's just let her shop," and she's like, "I think I figured it out. It's a van. I want the van."
0: Well, he and he's he's telling them like it's her decision. She's gonna take her time with it. She's gotta to really think about this and and lay out all her options. And she's like, I figured it out. I think minivan. And
1: And they're like, what? No. Yeah. And she's like, no, I can take all the kids to soccer and I can transport the paintings for the gallery. Guys, when did she start working for a gallery? Also, why do I think I know everything that she does all the time? I only see her for like five minutes every week.
0: Yeah, but also, none of the kids have ever talked about being in soccer.
1: That is true. Baseball? Yes. Yes. Basketball? Yes. Soccer, soccer nope. no. Soccer, no. So They do not play soccer in Philadelphia. Uh-uh.
0: They, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do. Um, at BMG and BMW. Uh. So, what is she talking about? And this is what I'm talking about, where it seems like it, these episodes are frantically written, where they're just like, uh, I don't know, soccer. We got to take the kids to soccer. I'm a soccer well, mom like now. Like
1: soccer and gallery. Yeah. Like... For the entire first season, it was a continuous thing that she was a real estate agent. She worked in real estate. Mm -hmm. She went and showed houses. That's what she did. Yeah. All of a sudden, she's transporting (laughs) paintings to a gallery, which I get it. Like, I've switched jobs a million times, but I feel like that's something that we should know. Like, does Alan even work in a grocery store anymore?
0: We don't know. We don't know.
1: I feel completely out of control right now.
0: Well, so does Jeff Minnell.
1: Um, yeah. Okay.
0: So she, Alan asks her what <laughs> what, uh, what color she wants the van to be, and she um, kind of picks a color, can't pick an interior, and um, Alan says, well, why don't you walk around the house, take it for a test drive? Um, so she does, and there's a little laugh track there, and I'm not sure why it didn't seem that funny, but she walks out, and Alan sits down and talks to the boys, and she's like, or he says, um, see here's a lesson for you guys. Just women are just so much different than men. You know, we men, we like to to rush, 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 and just do it. We just want to get it done. We just want to do things. Just do it. Um, women don't like to just do it. Um, before they can just do it, you got to buy them a car first. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding.
1: This seemed so improvised, and it was kind of fantastic. Like it really like in this moment, um, Alan is saying these things, but like in a very like natural way, and then he's like, "Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding." And I, my, um, imagination when it comes to this scene is that like it, this was a completely wrong take, and they decided to go with it because it was funny. It did kind of seem like that,
0: also because Eric like didn't just like laugh like uh-huh. Eric does. He he went. <laughs> Yeah. Like Well, uh, even
1: Alan did too. Like it was just such a that wasn't supposed to happen moment and then mm-hmm. they just kept it. Um which was great. I mean, it's very misogynistic, but it's It was very, very funny.
0: misogynistic. It was it was this
1: Also, like he's so wrong. Right. Because in our family, I'm the one that just does things. Well, I think in
0: 90s sitcom terms, men and women were these like Plot points.
1: Well, they were plot points and they were very much like just in two columns. Like, right. it's just, it's crazy to me because they get so much right when mm-hmm. it comes to people. Yeah. That I can't believe that they get this so like, it. it's so, I don't even know. Like, there's no dimension to them as characters in this moment. And there's right. so many... Like the kids, they get so right, and a lot of times Amy and Alan they get so right. And with this, it was just like, ew, are we watching Home Improvement? What is exactly. happening?"
0: Exactly, I expected him to go, "Oh, oh, oh." Yeah, it but, was
1: it was very Home Improvementy.
0: But and, and I was thinking as I watched it, like that whole scene is perfect and makes complete sense if he just says, "Your mother likes to take her time." If he right. if if he's not going, women.
1: <laughs> right. Yes, because there are a lot of people. There are a lot of women who are like that. There's also a lot of men who are like that. Like, if it had been us in this conversation, I would have been looking at the kids going, your dad likes to research everything and know that he's getting the best thing.
0: Men, am I right? Right.
1: Like, and you talking about me, you'd be like... Guys, I know that she seems frustrated. She's just trying to get things done. like Because mm-hmm. that's how I am. I have to get everything done. Because my fear is that I'm not going to get everything done. Yeah. So and
0: my fear is time and space.
1: So <laughs> uh, we cut to the classroom. And I love to amplify that as often as possible. We cut to the
0: classroom now. Classroom or not, classroom. Yeah. Uh, classroom. Where Mr. Turner is sitting like a youth pastor on his <laughs> desk with his feet propped up onto a student's desk who's sitting in her seat like yeah. his feet are just on her desktop yeah he's just playing super youth pastor again
1: uh, but what is he talking about
0: well tanya uh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just your favorite subject and Corey's favorite subject shakespeare we
1: understand he, so much about it me and Corey.
0: he literally starts off this scene going so hamlet was you know
1: and Alden goes, oh, I was like, wait, what? Because I wasn't paying attention. What's and he new? was like, it's about Shakespeare. I was like, no. Yeah. So, Luckily, it's just a blip. It's a what? A blip. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> so, yeah, he's talking about Shakespeare and talking about Hamlet. And he says, um, so, you know, Hamlet's in a, in a, in a spot of trouble. His uncle offed his father. His mother sleeping with his uncle. His girlfriend is completely schizoid and people are dropping left and right. And Sean goes, sounds like Thanksgiving in my house. <laughs>
1: Sean has been crying for help. He really every is. Every episode. Like, just more and more. Like, just a cry for help. And who is helping Sean?
0: Nobody. That's who.
1: <sighs> anyway. Uh, I mean, maybe just maybe Linda will help Sean. Who's Linda? She's this girl. She sits in front of Corey and she hands a note to Corey. She's giving a note to Corey.
0: Yeah, she turns around. She hands a note to Corey. I don't think she said her name at this point, but.
1: Well, that is real enough, so it's fine. Her
0: name is Linda. She hands a note to Corey and uh, he's like, For me? And she says, Pass it to Sean. And he goes, Oh, okay. You know, I was just. I was thinking that because, it might be for me because of the way you turned around and you handed it to me that it seemed like it might be, and she's like, just pass it. Yeah. And it was a very me moment. Yeah. Like, he's just explaining, well, this is why I thought that. Yeah. Um, so he, he turns and hands it back to her. Back to her what?
1: Back to Sean.
0: I'm talking too fast. I'm going to slow it down now for the kids. Uh, and then it cuts immediately from here into, like, hard cut to Mr. Feeney.
1: Mm-hmm. Like... We're in one classroom, and then, boom, we're in a different classroom. M- Mr. Um,
0: Feeney's talking.
1: Mr. Feeney's classroom. He's talking about JFK.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Sean makes some remark about JFK trying to choose between his wife and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Uh,
0: Mr. Feeney was talking about how he had to make a, a monumentous decision. And Sean says, Marilyn Monroe or his wife? <laughs> and he says, very fun, to- fun- to- Very funny, Mr. Hunter. I
1: can't wait to write the tweet for this episode. Mr. Funter. (laughs) Mr. Funter.
0: Uh, That's a good name for him. Because he's so fun? If I was the teacher, I would have called him that. Just like, (laughs) yeah, thanks, Mr. Funter. Because you're being sarcastic. Like, you're so fun, Mr. Funter.
1: You'd be such a youth pastor teacher.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd have my foot up on all his desks at once. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, while he's sitting there, a, another girl reaches out and hands Corey a note. Her name's Stacy. Her name is Stacy. And what happens, Tanya?
1: Uh, she hands Corey the note. And Corey's like, for me? And she's like, Sean. And then he's like, what am I? An unlisted desk? <laughs> and then he hands the note to Sean.
0: Mm-hmm. Now we cut to... The lunchroom. Yes, we cut to the lunchroom. and, and
1: I changed my, the way I say things for you because I love you.
0: I think I put cafeteria on you our did. notes. I did the notes for both of us this week, by the way.
1: It's actually like I like it, but I feel also like I don't know anything other than what is on this paper.
0: Yeah, it's very weird for you.
1: Yeah, normally I just talk about it, but even... Hey, no, because the problem is when I watched the episode today, I had the notes in front of me. So... I don't know how this is going, but...
0: The point is, class.
1: Alden did a lot of work this time.
0: And if she messes anything up, she's going to say it was my fault for that doing, not <laughs> doing
1: notes. That is not No, it's not.
0: S- women, am I right? I so, just...
1: I have trouble, like, if I have the words in front of me, I have trouble thinking of anything other than those words. So this could be very dull because I'm just like, uh, Stacy, Linda.
0: <laughs> so... They we cut to the cafeteria and the boys are walking into the cafeteria and Sean is going Stacy Linda Linda Stacy Linda Stacy I'm not sure who to choose This is so difficult and depressing, and Corey says, Oh yeah You're right I feel so sorry for you Maybe maybe you can call a hotline Oh but wait With your luck A beautiful girl will answer and she'll tell you she's into you and then you'll have another problem on your hands <laughs> So it
1: really is like I get it. That Sean feels like this is a dilemma, but he absolutely, the way that he um, is trying to process it out loud, is such like a, oh, look at all the girls who like me, all these girls like me and no girls like you. You wouldn't understand this dilemma, Corey. You couldn't possibly help me with this dilemma, Corey.
0: I would definitely call him Mr. Funter.
1: I would not.
0: So I understand Sean, uh, Mr. Funter being unhappy about it like it's difficult for sure and that's fine because it is a decision you have to make but it isn't a situation where you lord it over your friends like man this is so tough
1: yeah he can talk about it without making it sound like look at me look at me look at this problem i'm having like
0: well yeah and it doesn't get any better the next thing he says is if i reject linda i would have to see her pout and how could i look at that that lip pouting out oh you know what? I actually really like. To see I wanted that.
1: to punch him so hard.
0: Yeah. No. This, um, and it doesn't get better. But this this
1: episode is very much like it makes you not like Sean very much.
0: The, the, so far, this episode is very problematic, and I hate using that word because it's such a buzzword. It's this episode in in all is an issue. The only way it doesn't become an issue is if at the end everybody gets what was coming to them right so we'll let hold out hope that it ends well um sean is very much treating these women like objects and Corey isn't
1: but i also think that is true 13 year old fashion
0: it still doesn't make it okay no it doesn't
1: but a 13 year old doesn't understand yet and he doesn't have any kind of example showing him not to be that way
0: my point is as long as it ends with them getting what they deserve then cool okay but if they don't, then that's a problem. Agreed. Um, so he says, so Linda, how can I look at that beautiful pout, blah, 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 blah. I, actually, I really love it. And he looks off into the distance. He's like, I can see it now. And Corey's like, where do you see it? Uh, and then he and says... And he's
1: like trying to look off in the distance, too.
0: Mm-hmm. And then he says, and if I reject Stacy, like Stacy might... Uh, what if she goes off and she gets a sex change and she comes back as a very angry man trying to get his revenge. I've seen it happen. it's was very weird. Yeah. It was a, very weird, yeah, it was a like,
1: very weird thing to say, but he also said it very nonchalantly. Like it was just like, yeah, this girl get a sex change.
0: Sean or Corey says, yeah, if only there was a way like, um, you could, you could pick one. Oh, he, he says, how do you pick one? What did you, how do you pick? And Sean says, I, I can't pick anything. I, I, I can never make a choice. And Corey says, You just made a choice. You picked between meatloaf and chicken at the at the cafeteria line. And Sean says, Well that was easy. I just looked over at you and you had picked meatloaf and and I knew that I could get chicken and then if I still wanted some meatloaf, I could take a bite of yours. And Corey... No, no, no. And then Sean... And
1: then looks. Sean looks up again. Like, it, he's he looks, imagining something.
0: Yeah. He and, looks off in the distance. Yeah. And Corey says... She's back? And Sean goes, Hey, how do you know if you got an idea?
1: So, basically, because of the whole meat, meatball... Meatball? <laughs> meat love chicken analogy, Sean's like, All right, Corey, here's the thing. Like, you're gonna... You are gonna date one. I'm gonna date the other. But, like... That way, if something happens with one of them, then I can just kind of snag this other one from you. So, like, if I'm dating Stacy and you're out with Linda and things go bad with Stacy, then I can come grab Linda from you and, like, it's fine. But it takes Linda off the market and no one else can ask her out.
0: Yeah, and Corey goes, so you just want me to keep the girl fresh for you until you're ready for her. What am I, Tupperware?
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously he thinks this is preposterous. Yes. Um, so so Sean basically is just like, so what do you, like, why, can't, why wouldn't you be able to do this? Like, what do you have going on? And Corey's like, well, I've got Lincoln's birthday and Lincoln's birthday official. No, I've got nothing.
0: Like, it, and then, like, and then I've got order new calendar pages. And <laughs> um, and Sean says, so you'll do this for me? And he goes, of course, I'll do it for you.
1: And he said, which one am I babysitting? Meatloaf or chicken? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a good line. And um, Sean says, well, how about this? The first girl that comes up to me, I'll take her. And then you'll go out with the other girl.
1: And, like, right then, Linda comes up and and... She comes up behind Sean and Corey's like, oh, so Linda. And then Sean turns around. And he's like, oh, because <laughs> he didn't know that she was right there. Mm-hmm. Um, And I can't remember what is said right at the second. But he's like, you're looking very Lindacious today. Yeah. And.
0: And she says, maybe I'll talk to you later. And he says, yeah, maybe. But like. Unsure.
1: Yeah. And she's like that's not enough for me or something like that. And then like kisses him on the cheek and like walks away. And I just don't understand flirting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You don't, that's for sure. But, um, Corey or yeah, Corey goes, what's that? What happened? And Sean says, I just can't make a decision. It's too difficult. So they start to walk out of the hallway, and
1: and Sean's like lamenting. He's like, "Oh, but with Linda, blah 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 blah. And then if Stacy, blah blah blah. Well, and, and, and- so
0: uh, you yeah, know, but I so I could just go out with Linda, blah blah blah, and and. Corey goes, Okay, I'll date Stacy. And he goes, No, but then I want to go out with Stacy, because Stacy, blah, blah, blah. And Corey goes, Okay, then I'll go out with Linda. And he's like, Well, no, but I want to go out with Linda. And he's like, Okay, fine, I'll go out with Debbie. And Sean goes, I want Debbie. I want Debbie. And Corey
1: goes, There is no Debbie (laughs) He's like, There's a Debbie somewhere.
0: Yeah. So, um, now we cut to the hallway again, but it's later. Like it's
1: it's the hallway's empty. School is letting out. It's like, doing there's... like
0: the music where it's like, bang, bang, bang. so you know it's at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah,
1: it's the end of the day. It's definitely not the beginning of the day. And who comes down the hallway? Joey and Frankie. The... And they stop at what is generally Sean's locker. I think it did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was
0: Sean's locker. Uh, and uh... Joey's
1: like, I gotta clean up my locker for the well, weekend. F-
0: Frankie says, Joey, it's the weekend. You f- feel like you're forgetting something and he goes oh yeah i well hold on what does he say he says oh yeah i forgot to clean out my locker
1: did you spell it forget
0: yeah on purpose? I, I did oh, okay. but no one can see that so um
1: he spelled it forget because of how joey says forget I forgot to clean out my
0: locker and then he opens up the locker and then two like young twins get out like twin boys um that looked like they were in like third grade fourth grade (laughs) and uh he goes um all right enjoy your weekend don't have don't get too much sun i'll see you next monday and they like
1: they scamper off scamper
0: off and frankie goes oh look at him run
1: he's like, call me soft soft but i like making people happy
0: Mm -hmm. and then they walk away
1: also at the end of the school day um in front of the other bank of lockers, Linda is getting out asked out by someone else.
0: Yeah, and Corey overhears that and walks over. It's
1: not going well. Like this girl obviously doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh yeah, um, I've always wanted to be asked out by you. What's your name again?" And he's like, "Roy." And she's like, "Oh yeah, Roy. I've yeah."
0: And Corey walks over, and he goes. Uh, Roy come quick you got to see this guy making a major fool out of himself for asking out a girl who's not interested oh wait it's you like damn Corey
1: it was crazy it was so good I wish I could do that to someone
0: it was the first moment where you're like all right Corey's like he's cool like he's got it he's comfortable he can say Mm -hmm. what he feels uh, and I think I understand why a little bit later, but I didn't understand at this point. Like, he's just, like, not Corey at all. Right. He's, like... Um,
1: well, he is, like... So, we have watched Corey say what he's thinking mm-hmm. constantly. Like, he's in a classroom full of people, and he says some off-the-wall stuff. Yeah, but- He's very funny and very witty, but this took... Effort because he was going up to someone and basically cutting him off. Like, right.
0: He's never very combative or quick when it's a one on one. Right. Think. He
1: definitely tends to um, stand down in a confrontation. And this, he started a confrontation.
0: Yeah. Uh, and she, as as Rory walks away, he goes, Oh, whatever, you're And uh, Corey goes, I'm pretty sure she'll survive. Yeah. And she goes, well, thank you, Corey. I, d- I had no idea how to handle that. I never know how to handle rejection.
1: From creeps. I never I never know how to handle it when creeps come on to me. And oh, She said creepy dudes. When, when creepy dudes come on to me. And Corey's like, yeah, me either. <laughs> and she's like, what?
0: She goes, I have a question for you. And he goes, creepy guys don't actually come on to me. That was a mistake. <laughs> uh, but she asked him about Sean. You know, Does Sean really like me? And he said, of course Sean likes you. Like, you're, you know, you're great. And he's just, you know, he's got a lot going on. He's, And then she says, so Sean's not avoiding me? I feel like he's avoiding me. And Corey says, no, he's not avoiding you. And then Sean comes around the corner, grabs Corey, and he goes, hey, Corey, I got to, uh, and sees Linda. And
1: runs. Like, if you look down for a second, it's like Sean didn't even come on the screen. Yeah. I looked down for a second. I, I like, figured... Well, where did Sean go? I,
0: that sounded very autobiographical. Didn't, <laughs> it wasn't like a random thought.
1: I was really enjoying my spicy Fritos that I can't ever find anywhere. And I think I looked down at my empty bag, sadly. And when I looked back up, Sean had disappeared.
0: So you understand Hamlet's life, too. Yeah. So, um, Corey tries to smooth it over with her with her and he says she you know he's just shy he's shy he's intimidated by you um and, she's, and
1: your charming smile and like your well, sweet face and... yeah he
0: said she says why would he be intimidated with me and he said why wouldn't he be look at you you're gorgeous and your beautiful smile and he he probably would also say like you're so smart and so funny and he he really likes that about you you know sean would say that and she goes, really, Sean?
1: And then she's like, how come you're not intimidated by me?
0: And he says, that's because I'm looking. If you'll notice, I'm not looking at your beautiful face and smile. I'm looking off into the distance. <laughs> so I don't have to look at your beautiful face and smile. And she goes, well, would you? Ooh. That was either the audience getting very excited or a ghost. <laughs> um, so
1: it was a ghost.
0: Chubbies!
1: Joey and Frankie.
0: Joey and Frankie. I love Joey what and What happens Frankie. with Joey and Frankie, Tanya?
1: Uh, They're by the jukebox, uh-huh. and they're, like, picking music, and they're talking about these girls that are, like, off in a corner, and, yeah.
0: They were right there. The girls were talking to them.
1: Yeah, but it is, like, a, a corner, oh, like, okay. right there, and um, they're like, yeah, you like to dance? And they're like, yeah, and they're like, go dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They could have been off dancing with girls. They didn't want to. They, yeah, they just wanted to they just hang want, out by the jukebox. They're vibing
0: together. Yep. Um, so also I noted in this in on my notes that I believe Joey and Frankie have become the, the kings of the transition. Like You're right. There were so many times in this episode, and it's happened a few times this season, where like they don't have a part in the episode or anything relevant to the episode going on. It's just a quick transition in between scenes where Joey and Frankie are saying something funny.
1: Which is really great because there have been a lot of episodes where it's just like cutscene, 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 cutscene. Mm-hmm. This absolutely when they figured out the Joey and Frankie situation helps move things along. We didn't have Harley at all mm-hmm. this entire episode. But we had Joey and Frankie in like just random spots that fit so perfectly and transitioned the to the next scene so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so weird because like us as adults watching it, we're like, yes, we love Joey and Frankie. Like, this is so great. But like, as a kid, I don't think I would have noticed it, but someone did because someone decided that like, that was what these people were going to be. That's all.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, uh, we, so from there with the camera pans over and Linda's asking for a menu from Chubby, who I don't think we've seen before and Chubby is big and gross and- um, like uh, sweaty and yeah, he's greasy. Wearing,
1: yeah, he's wearing like a white T-shirt that's just like drenched in sweat and grease and he's like wiping his face with his hands and just like, I wouldn't have been asking for a menu because I would not have eaten food there.
0: Right, but she asked for a menu and Corey goes, hey, no, don't ask for a menu. Don't ever ask for a menu. Uh, he said, Oh, well, he, he tells her basically how to order.
1: He's like, have you ever been here before? She's like, no.
0: Well, Well, he grabbed her first and he goes... Oh, sorry, Chubby. She's she's uh she's new here. She's a transfer student. She's from uh, Latvia. Yeah, Latvia. And then he turns to her and he goes, "Nichts menu, nicht." And uh, which I don't know if that's Latvian at all, but whatever. It was funny. Yeah. Um. So he pulls her aside and he's talking to her about how to order and you know the subtle ways.
1: You have to like, uh, wait for silence, and then as soon as there's like a little blip of silence, you have to say like "Turkey, Chubby," and then he'll wipe his nose with his hand. And when he does that, then you have to say with everything. And then after that, he will ask you a question. And sure enough, like that's what happened. And then he goes and to drink. And she's like, what do you recommend? And he just like pushes a soda forward. And she's like, you have diet. And he pours half of it into another cup. And he's like, here, half the calories. And she's like super impressed because everything that Corey said would work worked perfectly so
0: they go and they sit down at the booth together
1: and he's across from her he's
0: across from her and she goes why are you sitting over there no wait do they talk about sean first for a minute
1: um yes a little bit because she's just like i can't believe that you knew exactly what to do like um and he's like i've never seen anyone demand that much respect from chubby before and she's like, well, it's only because of you. And he's like, well, if you want to talk about demanding respect, like Sean is really good at that. Blah, blah, blah. And he just starts talking about how great Sean is. And they sit across from each other. And she's like, where are you going? And he's like, so sit down. She's like, why are you sitting over there? So and she's, she's like, you
0: could be sitting next to me. And he goes, oh, well.
1: I could try it. I could
0: try that. So while they're having this conversation, I, I was looking at her this whole episode and I just felt like she looked so familiar. Um, And I couldn't figure out why. And she reminded me so much, and I was pretty sure it wasn't her, but I had to make sure that it wasn't Millie from Freaks and Geeks. Like she reminds me a lot of a younger Millie. So I was like, it's possible that she got older and looked a little bit different. Way different? Like a a
1: different person. Just a little bit different. No, completely different.
0: They're going back and forth and I'm just watching her and I pulled it up on my phone to see... Who she was and what she's been in, right? Mm-hmm. So she's been in some things. You've seen her before and yeah. you knew what she'd been in, but I didn't. And I see her name, and her name is um, Haley. Haley Johnson. Mm-hmm. So I looked up who Haley Johnson was and I looked at her trivia, and she is Ashley Johnson's sister.
1: I knew that, and I knew that you would want to say it on the show, so I just pretended like I didn't know, but I was so excited when I saw that. I was so excited for you. That is so fantastic. He loves Ashley Johnson so much as a voice actress. Yeah,
0: like, I mean, she was a a funny kid on Growing Pains, but Mm -hmm. that never, that didn't stick with me. Yeah, It was, I found out that she was the voice on, in The Last of Us, she's the voice of Ellie, Um, and then in... Tales from the Borderlands she plays Gordis and Gordis is such a fantastic character. One of my favorite characters to to be around in a video game like she's just so happy and mm-hmm. fun. And um uh, she's done other voices too. She she voiced Spider-Gwen in Marvel something. Marvel something. <laughs> um,
1: he really likes her as a voice actress. And and one of the things about Alden that's really interesting is that like he loves different voice actors and actresses, like, he can listen and name them in, like, a second. So, like, I remember the first time watching um, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, and him going, oh, well, you know. It was our first
0: date. (laughs) It was our first (laughs) date. That's what we
1: did on our first date. And he was like, oh, well, you know, that's Tara Strong. And I was just like, "Uh, how, like, because even though each person's voice has, like, some type of distinction they're doing different voices but he can pick out their distinctions and it's actually very interesting well i'm a
0: very um audible
1: we're having the same problem aren't we i'm
0: a very like audio centered person right. like i'm drawn into the audio and and be anything whether it's the voice acting or the music or the sound effects like that that's what draws me into almost anything
1: yeah and I'm absolutely the same way like when it comes to entertainment i'm way more audio driven than visual Mm -hmm. um and one of the things that actually drew me to you is the fact that like you could pick out people's voices because i've always been able to do that too i remember watching simpsons um like for the first time as an adult because i wasn't allowed to watch it growing up and going oh that sounds like a voice from Adventures in Odyssey and like looking it up and finding out that, yes, in fact, there were like three different voices on The Simpsons that were also from Adventures in Odyssey. So it was something that we could share that was really nice. And yes, so Ashley Johnson does voices and Haley Johnson is her sister and played Linda.
0: Yep. Linda.
1: Not that Linda. No, it
0: wasn't that Linda, but it's still, I just kept thinking of Morgan I saying did too. Linda.
1: I did too. I was like, how dare they name another character Linda? And
0: not have Morgan there to right. say her name. Um, so anyway, had
1: her sort of pant like a dog, but she wasn't actually there doing it.
0: Right. So anyway, Corey goes and he sits down next to Ashley Johnson's sister and, um, he goes, wow, I like it over here. It's pretty nice over here. It's, it's pretty nice. And she says, why is it so nice? And he goes, well, you know, sit, sitting next to you. It's really nice to be sitting next to you. And, um, as he says that she looks over at him and she's being all like flirty and obviously wants a kiss. And Corey looks at her, but then off back in the back, Sean walks in with Stacy, Mm -hmm. And Corey goes, oh, and freaks out. And he's like, you know who's really great? Sean's really great. And she leans over and she kisses him. Right. And she looks at him and goes, wow, I can't believe you just did that. Like, he literally just sat there. I thought she was saying, I can't believe you just didn't kiss me back. Right. But no, no,
1: she was flirting. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I don't get any of it. <laughs> How do people act like this? Anyway, but Sean didn't see it. Sean didn't see a kiss happen.
0: Sean didn't see it. But I also don't know if Sean really would have cared.
1: He would have because she obviously kissed him. Like mm. if Corey was kissing her, then it would have been part of the ruse. But she liked Corey. Yeah. That would have pissed Sean off.
0: Yeah. And she said while they were sitting there, um, you know, it's just so crazy. Like you start the day thinking off about one person. And then by the end of the day, you're thinking about an entirely different person. Um, Which
1: is very like peak 13, 14 year old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like that was the most accurate thing that she spoke in the entire episode. Or maybe everyone spoke, anyone spoke in the entire episode.
0: Yeah. So Sean turns around and gives Corey a thumbs up because he didn't see the kiss. Happened, right? He's just very happy that Corey is doing what he wanted him to do, mm-hmm. which is be Tupperware. So yeah, he's
1: being a really good Tupperware, mm-hmm. he has keeping a smooch... keeping Linda fresh with with his lips. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Uh,
0: so now we cut back to the kitchen. Uh, Eric and Corey are sitting there, and Alan runs in and he says. He's uh, like, I
1: need you to watch. I'm going to go get your mom. And she's going to, like, get really excited. And she's going to jumping up and down because of what I told you. Remember what I told you? That we just go, men go, and they just do things. And they're like, uh-huh, what'd you do? And he's like, he, Amy, come here. And she, like, comes down the steps. And she's like, all right, I'm going to show you this. I, I
0: would like to point out, he also said the words, you know, being a man, I took action. Yeah. So, more gross. Yeah. But, Yeah. He shows her the van.
1: Yeah, he got her a van. Um, And it was like something that they talked about, but she hadn't made a decision about this. And I like my brain goes back and forth with this because I can't deal with people being ungrateful. Mm -hmm. Like I hate it so much. Like if you were like, hey, look at this van that I got you.
0: It's what you said you wanted.
1: Who cares? You got me a van.
0: Well, yeah, but still, like, even even to that extent, like, you've said now yeah. that you want this, and I got it for
1: you. Right. So, she's like, I was, we were talking about it. Like, she's, she, he's like, you're not jumping. Why aren't you jumping? You're not reacting the way I expected you to. So, like, in this situation, they're both not right. He was doing it only to prove a point. Mm-hmm. And she was being... Incredibly ungrateful. And And I hate it so much.
0: And then she says, What is it with you men? Just rush, rush, rush. Which is ugh.
1: Yeah, the whole thing. It it really, really put a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, so they walk Um, away to argue. They oh yeah, they're like, Let's go in the other room and talk about this. And Alan goes, Oh hey, you guys wanted some advice on women? And they're like, Yeah, and he's like, Me too.
0: Yeah. So as they walk away Corey asks eric for advice and eric's like sure i'll humor you
1: well he's like i don't want to deal with your seventh grade problems and yeah. he's like no like i i could be in really big trouble right now with this situation mm-hmm. And eric's like fine
0: so Corey explains the situation to him we don't need to go into too much detail we all know the situation right and eric goes okay so I, it makes sense he's doing it because you're so safe and Corey's like what what do you mean i'm safe And Eric's like, you know, it's like he's, it's like he's put her in a nice bubble wrap, and and you're the bubble wrap.
1: He's like, I'm the bubble wrap. And he goes, I'm not safe. Obviously, I'm not safe. She kissed me. Well,
0: no, he says, I'm dangerous. And Eric goes, Oh yeah? Are there are there any women who think you're dangerous? And he goes, Yeah. And he says, Other than grandma. And he goes, Well, yes, other than grandma, um, she does find me very scary terrifying by the way but also (laughs) linda the girl that i'm supposed to be watching i kissed her
1: yeah um and eric's like okay so it's great like you have a girlfriend and sean has a girlfriend what's the issue
0: and then Corey says my favorite line of the episode he says um you're you know what you're right this is perfect this is great i have sean has a girlfriend I have a girlfriend that I can kiss on the lips anytime I want. If she wants to, that is.
1: Which is crazy. Yeah. For then, I think. For any time. Okay, so I was thinking, like, during this part, I was thinking back to other sitcoms and other situations that, like, kissing situations. And we have Steve Urkel, who harassed, laura mm-hmm. for years and years and years and we were supposed to find it comedic and mm-hmm. it was funny like i love family matters but when it comes to comparison he like force kissed her a million times yeah if someone like, was
0: doing that to one of our kids we would be livid
1: he wouldn't be allowed in our house for sure right like it wouldn't even just be like a funny like steve you need to go like boy, it would be like you are not allowed
0: boy or girl yeah, yeah, You no, know, for if, sure. it, if it was a girl in here doing that to finley we would they she yeah. would be kicked out
1: yeah Absolutely. Um, And then Home Improvement. We saw a million times where it was just like, okay, well, the boys are kissing people. And, Mm -hmm. like, Tim acting like it was like, oh, yeah, man, like, you guys are men now. Mm -hmm. There is not one... Sitcom that I could think of, and maybe we would need to watch some to see, but there's not one I could think of where that mentality was even spoken of.
0: I don't even think that mentality exists in most sitcoms today.
1: I didn't think that mentality existed in 1994. Well, I mean, it's not
0: a new idea,
1: it's but it's not one that's taught that was talked about then. In fact, when we were that age. No one was asking anyone if they could kiss them. Did you ask girls if you could kiss them? Were you like, hey, can I kiss you? Or were you too busy trying to work up the courage to just go ahead and kiss them?
0: I think at that age I was asking, but it was because I was afraid to do the wrong thing. I think all of the first few girls I kissed, it was because either they said they wanted me to kiss them. Or I said, you think I, you, you want to try it?
1: But it wasn't like a... Would you be comfortable if I went ahead and kissed you right <laughs> well, now?
0: Well, there's a it's that's a really tough situation. Like we, I could talk about that for an hour, and we don't have time for that. Like, right.
1: But I, I was so. My point is, I was never asked. Right. Ever. Like there was never a time where a guy was like, um, "Would it be okay if I kissed you? Would you be okay with that?" That right. never happened ever. Um, and I didn't ever initiate kisses because God, that would have been terrifying but I don't think I would have even thought to ask like that was not a conversation that was happening within peer groups right and the fact that in 1994 this boy was written as of course if they are okay with me kissing them like that is so peak 2019 even
0: not even like I don't feel like our kids are probably generally around people who are going to say yeah hey do you mind if we kiss like i think a lot of times it's still the same way yeah. like you know you got to go out and just try it yeah um i i as much as we talk about it as adults i don't think at that age it's a topic where kids are woke yeah and... no but he
1: was super woke like <laughs> yes. he was um but Maybe adults were talking about it then, and we just didn't know it. I just don't feel like that. Like
0: I don't know, because what we knew was adults on sitcoms. Like, that's true. I wish we knew what adults were actually like, because if you go back 40 years, we would have thought that all adults slept in different beds, and they didn't. That's just how it looked on sitcoms. I mean,
1: we had adults in our life, though. Right. And they were not like my parents were not talking about.
0: Well, our parents didn't want us to kiss anybody. Like our parents were religious and thought that that was going to lead to sex.
1: That's true.
0: And sometimes it did. Um. Anyway, but I yeah that that just shocked me so much.
1: Yeah, um, it was it shocked me too, and I was really really happy that um a show that now people are going back and watching because a lot of people are watching it right now. Mm-hmm. Our our kids have the opportunity to watch this. Completely. And you see on Twitter and everything else that all of these teens are like, oh my gosh, Boy Meets World is on Hulu. Watching it for the first time and it's exciting for them. They are getting to watch what a 13 year old boy going... I will ask her first.
0: Yeah. And at the same time, like it happened in the middle of this episode that I was sitting here thinking like, I'm not I'm not into all of this. Like everyone in this episode is being treated like Mm -hmm. an object, whether it is the girls, whether it is Sean, whether it it is Corey
1: was being treated like an object. Alan and Amy were
0: acting like each other were just a man and a woman like that's men. And so to have that in the middle of the episode, it was the first time where I felt like Ah, okay. This is good.
1: I do think it's possible that it was written that way on purpose because we are watching everything spiral completely out of control. And in the middle of this storm, this one phrase is like the eye of the storm Mm -hmm. where it's like somebody gets it. Okay, we can move on.
0: Right. They know what's going on. All right, Right. cool. Yeah. So um, back to our lesson, Um, that's when, so Corey and Eric are talking about it and Eric goes, yeah, you're right, it is it is great. And unless Sean breaks up with his girl and then
1: And and Corey's like, wait, that won't happen. Would that happen? And Eric <laughs> Eric says.
0: He says, now, uh, Corey, I know that most seventh grade relationships end in marriage, but uh, you never can tell.
1: I <laughs> will probably forever cry laughing at that line i don't know why
0: because it's funny because in seventh grade we all thought
1: we did i thought my seventh grade boyfriend was going to be my husband yeah also his parents thought he was gonna be my husband yeah like that's how serious it was
0: yeah um so yeah it was really funny um, so
1: now we're in mr feeney's class mr
0: feeney's class it to mr feeney's class literally while Corey is saying like I just don't know how I'm going to make this decision. And then you they hear... They do a, like
1: a weird fade in and fade out. It was
0: the weird, it was weird because Mr. Feeney just started talking like while it was still on Corey's face. Like he face. was
1: narrating the moment. That's
0: what it seemed like to me at first. I thought, is Mr. Feeney narrating now? But it wasn't. It was cutting to him teaching about JFK. And do you like, feel
1: like they took more artistic license in this episode like they did things a little differently
0: i don't know i i feel like a lot of this stuff has been building the season but this cut was very strange sure it was artistic but it was jarring because i it took me a minute to go mm-hmm. wait what's going on yeah and um but it mr feeney says uh the the young president kennedy fears his decision could bring about the destruction of the human race, and it cuts to Corey, and while he's saying all this, Corey's
1: like leg is bouncing, and he's like breathing hard, he's freaking out, and he's like, "What? Like, cut him a break. He, he can't help that he likes the girl."
0: Yeah, and Mr. Feeney goes, uh, "Mr. Matthews," and Corey goes, "Yes." Yes, and he says, "Put your head down. It's nap time." <laughs> <laughs> And Corey puts his head down, but it was so funny. Like, so just back to back to back, we're having like really, really funny moments that probably have made me laugh more than any other episode so far. So
1: now they're in the hallway.
0: Now we're in the hallway. And um,
1: Sean and Stacy are arguing
0: about foreign or about action movies. Like,
1: he wants to go see action movies. She wants to go see foreign movies. She is so annoying. She is. Um, But also, like, so. These are 13 and 14 year olds. Mm -hmm. This would be like if Aubrey was like, why don't we go see a foreign movie? Artsy foreign movie. What?
0: But she's also saying like, if I have to watch another movie where someone's head explodes, I'll be, I'll die.
1: And that is fair enough. Right. Because like boys, at least when I was that age, that's what they wanted to watch. That's what they talked about was were all of those movies. I didn't. You're not like other boys, okay?
0: <laughs> I'm not like most boys.
1: Um, But, like, I hate those movies. I can't stand them. And as a girl, you never felt like you could say that. Mm-hmm. Like, you never felt like you could say it. So they are portraying her as, like, a difficult person. But then Corey comes up and he's like, guys, Stacy and Sean. And he's got his arms around both well, of them.
0: Well, first, so... She, Stacy, goes. As Corey's watching, she goes, "Sean, I'm just beginning to think we have nothing to common, nothing in common." And Sean goes, "I don't
1: know yeah. what you're talking about,
0: Stacy. I'm beginning to think we don't have anything in common." And, and
1: Corey runs over and puts his arms around them, and he's like, "Stacy and Sean, Sean and Stacy."
0: By the way, Sean, first off, you're an idiot. Yeah. Second off, so
1: like, again, in the middle of this like crazy. Like misogynistic and like even like, I don't even know how to explain the girl stuff. They the way they're portraying her is just like this, like neh, neh, neh. Like, mm-hmm. but Corey is going, oh hey Sean, what you're doing is really stupid. Which was good because all she was doing was saying, I don't like these things that we keep having to watch.
0: Yeah, so she walks away and she says, it's not happening. I don't know if this is gonna work. She walks away and Sean's like, "All right, cool. Now I can go to to Linda." And Corey's like, "No, no, 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 you can't. Like you you need Stacy. You can't live without Stacy. You're 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 having a hard time. You're shaking and you're sweating and your voice is getting real high and you're having a hard time de- dealing with this."
1: And he's like, "Go get her."
0: Yeah, he goes, "Go, go get her. Go." All right, I'll go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I guess What happens is all of the sudden school is done and they go to Chubby's?
0: Yeah. Maybe that was the end of the day. I guess
1: so. But like they, that's where she ran to. She ran to Chubby's. Mm -hmm. So like you see her standing there being awful. She was horrible. She is yelling at Chubby about like, you have a tomato. You have lettuce. Can't you just toss me a salad? Like, shut up what is wrong with you and she's like you sweaty gross man like she's so mean and yeah. then cory comes up and it's like oh you can't you can't do that and she's like what do you mean and she and he's like okay hold on wait and he just like stands there with her and like goes through the whole thing again teaches her how to order okay it happens well all of a sudden like she's Like, oh, you're so sweet, Corey, and, like, all this stuff. And he goes, and he sits across from her, and he's like, look, Sean really, really likes you. I think you guys should spend some more time together, see if you can find some more in common. Like, this is supposed to be a love that lasts a lifetime. How long have you guys been together? And she's like, four days.
0: And he says, feels like five.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It feels like five. And so he's, like, talking to her. And as he's talking to her, he he slides around to the booth because he's desperate for her to be back with Sean. Because she's saying no.
0: So he grabs her hand and he says, I am begging you. And
1: as he's begging her, Linda comes in. Linda. And she's standing She's like, Corey? And he's like, that's Linda. That's Linda behind me, right?
0: He says, turning around would only confirm that it's Linda, right? And then he turns around and he's and like, Linda!
1: Would you like to join us?
0: <laughs> and she says, I don't want to interrupt anything. And he says, you're not interrupting. I was just telling her about how she needs to... Uh,
1: I wasn't reading the notes and we missed a very important part. What do we miss? Merle.
0: Oh, yeah, that was a very important part. That
1: was a very important part. <laughs> I'm very upset because I just missed it because I was Go talking ahead. so much. So while he's talking... It's to almost th-
0: like those notes were a good idea.
1: I'm going to hit you with your notes. <laughs> So he's talking to Stacy. This is when they're across from each other. And she, and he's just like, and Sean this and Sean that. And she's like, I never want to hear the name Sean for as long as I live. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, Merle is a really sweet guy. Well,
0: he's it was just funny the way he said it. He was like, um, yeah, well, um, I just really feel like you and you and. Merle, oh, we're great together.
1: Yeah, he's like, watching you and Merle argue really tore me apart. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet. I would like to point out how dangerous he really is because at this point, these girls have dealt with really like big idiots. Mm-hmm. And this is really Corey's nature. Like, He really is like this.
0: But we can also say that while he... Clearly was sitting and talking and falling for Linda when he sat with Stacy and he was talking with her. He was not interested. Like there was no. No, there was nothing. Right, there was no sign of him being interested at all. In fact, he was very like adamant. Like this, you know, you gotta, you gotta try with Sean. Come on, try with Sean. Um. So yeah. It's,
1: or Merle. Uh, you gotta Merle.
0: try with Merle. Try with Merle. So yeah, Stacy comes or Linda comes in and watches them, and uh, uh she. So Linda goes. So. Really? He's trying to talk talk to you all about Sean. Yeah, you know, that's how he lures you in. He talks about Sean. He's like, "No, no, no. I did I don't do that." And,
1: and then she's like, "I guess he told you how to order?"
0: And she's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "No, no, no. That was just because I was trying
1: to help." And so she starts like laying out all the things that he does and and uh, Well, she she's like she's like he'll teach you how to order and then he'll start talking about how great Sean is and then boom. He hits you with his moves,
0: and she he goes, "I don't have moves. I don't have boom." And then she says, "Yeah, he looks so nice." and he goes, "I am nice." And she says, "He looks so innocent and he goes, "I'm a newborn lamb." Bye. <laughs> Sean walks in and he's like, "Girls, what's going on? Corey?" And they're like, Well
1: You poor thing You poor
0: thing And um Corey's like What is even going on? And um they explain to him that Corey's been trying to steal them from out, out from underneath him and uh Corey says uh, they said he's been he he tries to lure us in and he puts the moves on us and Corey says, No, no moves. None over here. And then he points at uh, uh, Linda, Linda and he goes, maybe a couple over there. But <laughs> <laughs> um, that's when they walk away. And, and Stacy kisses Sean and says, I'll see you later, you poor thing. And then walks away. And then Linda, Linda kisses, kisses him and says, I'll see you after that. Like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't even understand.
0: Um. So, yeah, then they walk away and... um. Sean goes, let me guess, you like Linda, don't you?
1: Also, he says he's going to open an antique shop.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Did you understand that?
0: Yeah. Well, he was just he was making something dumb up because oh, okay. the girls were like, I'll see you later. And then she says, I'll see you after that. And Corey goes, yeah, great. And I'll just open up an antique shop because he's got nothing.
1: Um, so, yeah, he admits that he likes Linda. Like they have a whole conversation about it. And Sean was like, I can't believe you would do that to me.
0: Corey's like, I can't help it. Like, I just, I liked her. She's great. And I just feel like, he says, He's like, you I,
1: were. I didn't even want to do this. Like, ever since you started talking about, like, you told me who to babysit. You told me to babysit Linda. And that's what I was doing. He
0: says, you didn't, he says something about Sean. Like, you just thought I was the safe guy. Like, you, you were just, you were treating me like I was the safe guy. And then, like, explains the whole like we, you were, you told me to babysit her, and while you were busy with Stacy, so that you could come back to Linda.
1: And he's explaining it in detail, and Linda and Stacy walk in,
0: and Sean like makes a face, and Corey goes, both of them, right, right behind me. Turning around but only confirm that both of them are right behind me.
1: And so, like, rightfully so, Linda and Stacy are very angry, and it's like you guys have just been treating us like objects this whole time. Um. And it's really messed up. And goodbye. Like we we are not into you guys at all.
0: And Corey and Sean, after they like go off on the two of them, the girls walk away, and the entire restaurant starts clapping. And Sean turns around, and starts bowing. And Corey goes, "Shh, uh, Sean. They're they're clapping because they hate us." Sean was like, "Oh yeah, well, same to you." And they sit down and. Um, and-
1: and Sean's just like, I miss Stacy. I miss and Linda. Corey
0: says, I miss Linda. And then Sean says, I miss Debbie.
1: <laughs> of course, like, there is no Debbie.
0: So that's where the the main episode ends. And then we get the, the post credit scene.
1: I loved the post credit scene. I thought it was good. Um. So in the post credit scene, you have a guy behind a desk, and Amy and Alan are sitting in front of the desk. And they're like, okay, like. We have to return the van. And I know that might come as a surprise to you. And he's like, let's talk about this. And he becomes like a therapist. Yeah. He's
0: like, so let me guess. One of you made a decision before both of you were ready.
1: And they both like look at him flabbergasted. And he's like, Amy, let's talk about who is Amy? Not the Amy that everybody else sees. But the Amy behind the steering wheel or something like that.
0: Yeah. And, it, and Alan's just like, come on.
1: Yeah. And he was like, uh, he says something about like, you're just a car dealer. And he's like, I don't use terms like that. Mm-hmm. And they start to have a therapy session. He's like, okay. And the, he's like, how long is it? Alan says, how long is this going to take? He's like, well, I'm thinking an hour today and then uh, maybe once a week for the next three weeks.
0: Until we really start to, to make some progress.
1: And he and he's like, what day is good for you? Amy's looking at her calendar. She's like, I've got Tuesdays and Wednesdays after three o'clock free. And the guy's like, Tuesdays are good for me, too. And I was just like, oh, my gosh.
0: And so he goes, Alan, is Tuesday good for you? And he like stands up and he's like, I just want to get a car. Like, we're just here to get a car. We want to return the van. We want to get a car.
1: <sighs> Tuesday's fine. Yeah. Um, I think that they tied it up so well with the fact that, like, we're sitting there going, oh, this is a problem. This is a problem. And the writers are like, oh, hey, guys, this is a problem. Like, we know this is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, And they handled it again very much in the, like, now fashion of, oh, hey, you're having these problems. Go to therapy, people. Like, figure out what is wrong with yourselves and, and do something about it. Like, stop just fighting with each other or blaming it on your gender or whatever. Like, do something about it. Again, like, it was very, very not your average ninety sitcom.
0: So, um I'm, I'm going to need a book report class. Get it? This class mean, stuff. Uh-huh. Tanya?
1: You never really explained to me what the book report was. Am I giving an overview of my thoughts just on it? Just a quick
0: overview of your thoughts um, of this episode.
1: So while I agree with you that like problematically, it was a rough episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also the funniest episode of probably anything I've watched in a while. What? Like it was so funny. This episode was just like. The most clever, smartly written jokes I've ever heard in my life.
0: Well, and like I said at the beginning of the episode, all of this is fine if it ends with everyone getting what they deserve. And it did. Like, yes. That was the best part of it is all of this stuff happened. Uh, they treated these girls terribly. Um Alan and Amy were treating each other terribly, and at the end of the episode, everybody gets what they deserve. The right. entire restaurant clapped because Corey and Sean got called scum and and jerks.
1: And- yeah, the writers didn't wrap it in a pretty little bow at the end and say like, "Oh, and then everything was fine." Like they were doing bad things, and bad things happened to them for it, and that was fantastic. I I definitely agree. That it, like you said, if it had just been happening and at the end everything was fine like a normal sitcom, it would have been awful. But this was a really good episode. Like really, really good. And they hit, again, a topic that I don't think everybody was talking about as a topic then. When it comes to how to treat each other, not even just in gender roles, but as human beings. Yeah they were ch- kind of saying, like, okay, the gender roles are, don't matter. Yeah. It's, it's how you treat people and how you're treating people is really bad. I loved this episode. Yeah, like, I thought
0: it was great, too, and I I agree. There For the first half of the episode, I was very concerned because while I did think it was a funny episode, I was concerned that it was going to end with one of the girls going, you know, like, oh, we'll give you guys a chance or whatever. Like, right. it that's not how it went. I will say, uh, back to the topic of inconsistency, while Eric, when... Eric was talking to Corey.
1: Oh, the girlfriend. Corey thing. says,
0: "You know, my first girlfriend. Literally, last episode he had a girlfriend and who came that... to
1: dinner. They were getting married. Yeah, <laughs> like if a girl comes home for dinner, that means they're getting married. And,
0: and before that, Topanga. he's been in a
1: relationship with Topanga since they were five years old. But
0: Topanga wasn't here. Topanga was not in up. here,
1: and she was not in either classes."
0: No, it's just so weirdly inconsistent. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. And I saw somebody say this in the subreddit, in the Boy Meets World subreddit. Um, it's crazy how many inconsistencies the writers get away with in this show. And there's no, like, the show doesn't suffer for it. Like, no. it's yeah. just, it's so, they're so lucky that it, the show is so well written that people were able to overlook the the faults in it.
1: Yeah, I wonder, though, if, you know, in the writer's room, they're not sitting there going, okay, like, let's take a chance on this and tackle this. Like, it could go really well, and it could go really badly, but let's see what happens if we do this. And if that's the case, I mean the staff on the show were risk takers. They talked about it. They talked about like, okay, we're taking a risk on having some of these kids that have never done acting before, like mm-hmm. do these things. And those risks were so rewarded. So I don't know. I think that I enjoy the inconsistencies most of the time because if he was just dealing with Topanga, they wouldn't be tackling so many other things.
0: Sure, but this doesn't become inconsistencies if he doesn't say things like this is my first girlfriend.
1: That's true, but okay. again, we don't know when it was like it could have been his first girlfriend
0: it in wasn't. the show.
1: Like it could have been so, uh, an episode that was taped first before these other episodes. It could have been taped before the Harley Kiner sister episode. So like we don't know exactly what order they were supposed to put it in yeah that's and true. it doesn't it doesn't suffer for it right so it's fine it is fine. i'm like at first when we first started watching season two and we started noticing inconsistencies at first it bugged me and then i realized like this show is so good it does not bother me at all anymore <laughs> that's that's it it just doesn't bother me
0: okay well then i think we're done
1: are we done done
0: yeah what else are we gonna say i don't know what do you gotta say about the episode we've been talking for a long time okay uh, tell me your second book report, Tanya.
1: <laughs> well, did you talk about how you felt?
0: No, I mean, I kind of interjected with what you were saying. Yeah. And I think that's how we'll do it is, is each week... One of us will kind of sum it up and the other person can throw their thoughts in along with it. Yeah. It it would be too long-winded for both of us to give our entire thought Yeah, and I mean,
1: we definitely talk about it through the episode. I just, this episode is tough because there's, um, it was really, really good and really well handled. And we had to interject so much throughout it that Mm -hmm. like at the end, it's like, okay, guys, Bye.
0: Yeah, I mean that's really how it works out. It yeah. feels like it. It feels like a very quick episode for me, for me at least, mm-hmm. for us to be sitting here talking. But we've been talking for well over an hour. Right. Um, it was just so good, and so I was actually concerned when I was typing out all the notes. Like this is so much going on, but it's all so relevant. Like there wasn't anything that I could really leave out. Yeah. I couldn't say, well, uh, we just we don't need to talk about this conversation because it all mattered. Um, but it was really, really, really good. I think that, you know, for, to have Corey say things like, you know, if she wants me to kiss her, like that's such a great thought and message. And I really do think that probably when I was 13 watching these episodes, that did sink in, like that Mm -hmm. did get through my brain, even though I didn't process it or, or overtly realize what was going on. I do think that got into my head. Right. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't get into, to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, without even realizing, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I should make sure that she wants to kiss me first.
1: Yeah. I, I do like that at this moment we can say that this show holds up so well. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's going to be episodes in the future where we're going to be like, oh, yeah. that wasn't so great. But as far as it goes right now, like these episodes hold up so well in a way that like things from five years ago don't even hold up as well as they as this is holding up now
0: right I, um
1: and i want our kids to watch it like mm-hmm. i wish that we could get them invested in it without them hating it because when we tell them to like something they do not like things that
0: is true but yeah i i know going forward that this season's pretty much all handled by the same director next season is a little bit piecemeal but then after that it's like everything changes a lot. Mm-hmm. So um where it stands right now i'm really happy with where the show is yeah
1: gosh season two has been so much fun so far because we just don't remember a lot about it
0: it's crazy that this is the season we've probably seen the least because it's it might be the best one yeah um at least so far we're only 11 episodes in yeah you asked and
1: and second season second season might be the best season because it's better than the first one
0: right Anyway, um, anything else you want to add before we go?
1: No, not really. Like, thanks for listening and thanks for following us. And um, we get new Twitter followers, like, every day. Someone's listening. Like, we've got people listening. You guys are listening to us, so that's good.
0: Yes, you guys are listening to us.
1: Well, it's, like, weird because, like, we had one day where, like, we had a lot more listens than we normally do, and it was, like, uh, maybe someone's listening like from beginning to end, which is like a bonkers thing to think, like that we are entertaining someone.
0: Yeah, a couple people, maybe. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. But it's
1: fun for us, so I hope it's really fun for you guys too.
0: Yeah. If If no one was listening, we would still be sitting here talking into this microphone and doing this show because we have committed to
1: it. Well, and because it's fun.
0: And because we have committed to it.
1: You've committed to it, and I enjoy it. <laughs>
0: I enjoy it too. Um, yeah, follow us on Twitter at BMG and BMW, or you can go to our Facebook and go to the Facebook group, Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, um, and you can discuss episodes and stuff there. Uh, last episode, I definitely said Tanya will have the Instagram up at the time this episode posts. It's not, and it uh, doesn't.
1: However... The episode hasn't posted yet, so I still have like 24 hours. You've
0: got like eight hours. Um, So, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 2, Episode 11.
1: Class Dismissed.